The Spanish opened fire. All of Kerimaka exploded into chaos. But the Incas fought back. They suffocated the Spanish simply by outnumbering them in close hand-to-hand combat, striking them with spears and clubs and sticks and fans. And after several minutes of this, Atahualpa and his Incas sensed a quick victory. Then it all changed. The Spanish regrouped. They found clear open spaces and fired back with their crossbows. As time wore on, the Spanish gained more ground and cut their way forward, and the Incas were trampled and battered. The cavalry encircled the square. Then the cannons fired in unison. Shards of shrapnel pierced through Inca flesh, and plumes of smoke fogged the entire area. And from there it was certain that the swing of momentum would never return. In the rain, the Spanish unleashed their dogs. They plunged their Toledo swords into the Incas, and the slaughtered continued throughout the morning. Soon, the crowd of Incas cleared and dispersed into lesser and lesser sections, and the Spanish opened fire, picked them off one by one. Atahualpa himself fought with great courage. He looked over to Manco and found him standing and attacking with a spear in his hand and a Spanish shield in the other. But the Spanish came in too fast. The Spanish kept coming, and the freshly decapitated heads of the Incas kept rolling. Blood spilled onto the marble and onto the steps of the temple and square. Then the rain fell and blended with the suffocated smoke, and the shots continued and fired from all directions, and the Spanish cut and slashed and pierced and sliced. Atahualpa led another charge and was backed by a hundred of his men, but the charge was short-lived. They ran straight into the crossbows, and the Spanish infantry flanked them on either side of the temple walls. Soon, Atahualpa's hundred warriors dwindled to a dozen, then a half a dozen. And as Atahualpa turned away, he was struck in the head by fallen shrapnel. He fell to the ground, and two Spanish soldiers quarantined him. A voice cried out, Alive! Alive! I want him alive! The voice's owner approached with seething teeth and a demented grin, Francisco inched closer. He bent over to Alpawalpa's body, and with his palm, Francisco raised Altawalpa by his chin and wiped away the sand from his lips. Then he gave the signal, and the two men latched Altawalpa into iron chains and escorted him away. Half an hour passed. Much remained the same. The bodies of dead Inca warriors piled in stacks. Hundreds became thousands, and the bodies kept piling. Manco and the others defended the temples, but after another twenty minutes it was clear that the battle was over. Manco searched for his men. Through the fog he saw the horses trample them. Warrior after warrior fell, and the rain just poured. He saw the women and children dash out of the city, Then he saw more of his people flee into the jungles of Vilcabamba, and with great reluctance, Manco joined them and disappeared through the canopy. The rain had stopped. The last Dinka warrior surrendered. The dogs drove him to the ground and ripped away at his flesh. 
One last cannon fired, and the sky swirled in gray ash and soot. Altawalpa opened his eyes. He saw the iron chain strapped to his hands. He bled from his forehead and watched his katimaka burn throughout the night. And in the morning, the Pizarro brothers looked at their captured Altawalpa, and they smiled through their grimaces.